Blog Talk Radio. When all foundations have been shaken, when I'm left standing in the dark, and all I feel is my heart breaking, you still reign and you're still God. And when it feels all hope is fading.
hallelujah, you still reign and you're still God. Yeah, it's good to remember that daily. No matter what come our way, he still reigns and he's still God. And I believe that is Philippa Hannah. Uh, you're still God is the name of that one. And we thank God this morning for good gospel music. We thank God for songs of inspiration. They inspire us to strive more in him and almighty God who have all the power. We thank God this morning for another Tuesday morning. And uh, he yet woke us up closing our right minds. We have the youth and activities of our limbs, our life, our health and strength. It may not be all that we desire because many of us are getting older. And uh, we're getting older. Things don't always work uh, throughout our bodies or in our bodies the way that it used to. I used to have more speed than I have right now. I used to remember more that I remember right now. Yeah, my walk has become different. Back in the day, I could wear high heels, very high heels. I could run in these shoes, not hurt, feet don't hurt nothing. I could jump, I could leap, I could run fast. But as time presented itself on, I changed. <laughs> and the things I used to do I'm no longer doing all of those things. Uh, sometime on this journey, as you get older, you'll, lose, you'll gain weight because your metabolism is not moving as fast as it used to. So if you're not really watching what you eat, when you look around, you're like, wow, where did this come from? Yeah, I used to could eat this all day long and not gain a pound. Yeah, but as we get older, things change. But we need to know this in our older days. He still reigns, and he is still God. He's yet Jehovah, the God that have all power. There's no higher power. Yeah. He yet so loved the world. He already sent his only begotten son that the world could be saved if we choose to. But it is truly up to us, our choices. We can choose no matter the way God bring his word, we accept it, no matter what his word say, we do it. All we can say now, that I, I can't take that. That's not for me. I, I don't believe that. I, I can't go with that. Yeah, we, we have a mind to choose. God give us freedom. I can't accuse him of forcing himself on me or nothing else. It's my choice. And I've decided to make Jesus my choice. I decided to make the word of God my choice today. I've decided to walk up right before him the very best that I can. What I can't do, I ask him to help me to get it done so that he'll be lifted up. He'll be glorified. He'll be praised and he will be worshipped. Nothing of myself can't take his glory, can't take his honor. Only he is do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is February 6, 2024. 
We thank God for two months and six days into this new year. It's a beautiful thing, I tell you. (laughs) Ah, yeah. To realize God is still God and that he yet loves us. And he won't withhold no good thing from those of us that love him and obey him. And he's first in our lives. He's the God of our lives. Our lives are hid in him. And so I'm thankful this morning, grateful, appreciative. I love him. Yeah, today. Every day, I hope to be there. Yeah, with appreciating God, loving him, thanking him. Yeah, obeying him, sticking with his word. Because it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And forever his word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. He will sanctify us today, clean us up through his truth, for his word is true. Many times you may have heard me say uh, about Apostle Paul, he taught me never to be ashamed of the gospel because it have power to save. The gospel saved you, Barbara. You weren't hearing a preacher that day when you come to God, but the word, hallelujah, Jesus saved you. Thank you, Lord. So we're not ashamed of the Son of God. We're not ashamed of God. And we're definitely not ashamed of his written word because Jesus is his living word. Hallelujah. So we thank him this morning. Today we're going in to um, talk about abuse in religion and the church. And there's a difference between religion, relationship, and the church building. That There's a big difference. Because many people feel if they get to the building, that's all it takes. If I could just get there. But if we have a relationship with God, whether we get to the building or not, we yet can praise him. We yet can worship him. We yet can honor him. We yet can remember what his word says. We yet can remember that we have a a charge to keep and a God to glorify. We can remember that today is the day he made, and no matter what come during the day, I will rejoice and be glad in it while he made the day, and the day is good. But many times what come during the day is not so good. But I've learned to cast my cares upon him, for he careth for me. I learned to look to the hills from which cometh my help, All of my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. I learned to have patience and wait on him. Let patience have a perfect work. Because if I can do this, I'm going to be entire and wanting nothing. Yeah, I'm going to be fulfilled from patience. Because God is coming in his perfect timing to take care of me. He didn't forget me. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. So no, he didn't forget me. What I'm asking or desiring is not within his perfect time. It won't work together for my good right now. But the second that it will, God will release to me. He will release to you. Our key today is to keep our eyes on him and the work Unto him while it's a day. Night is coming and no man can see. 
We're working unto him because as he wished none should perish, we don't wish uh, anyone to perish and go to hell. So we cry loud and spare not. Yeah. We talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people as often as possible. We, we are great witnesses unto him, not unto a ministry or a person, but we are great witnesses of the good news of Jesus and what he has done, what he's doing and what he will do. Every opportunity, every calling card that comes our way, we're talking about him. We're telling others about his goodness. Yeah, many times I'm in the street and I meet street people, so I, I talk to them from the street level so they understand what he did for me. Many times they say, oh, you don't look like, no, I'm no longer that, that's what I was. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things has passed away and behold, all things has become new. So you're no longer that old person thinking the old way. You're no longer that old person doing the old things you used to do. Change has come. You grasp the change. You, you, you grab hold to it. And you keep it as fresh as possible in your memory. Because you never want to go back. When I look back at the old me, there was nothing back there really. Now, when I look at the new me, that the new and improved me that God made over, I was born again <laughs> of the water and the spirit. Now, this person is a much better person. It's like I can barely compare it to because God has done great things. His spirit has done great things. When I turn the spiritual ear to hear what he's got to say to me, and I obey what he said. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. So we're thankful unto him today, and we're still talking about abuse in religion and the church. Religion, many times, is the way that people believe. Uh, sometimes they'll hear a word and they'll use that word uh, to describe their walk of faith. When I was coming up, they called it the sanctified church, the holiness church. Holiness is just a way to live. Sanctified is what God do in us when he clean us up and bring us unto him. He set us aside unto himself. We're no longer members of doing what the world do. We're no longer in bondage to sin. Our daddy is no longer the devil. So I can't quite just say I got religion, but I can say I have relationship with God. I can say I believe in the house of prayer. When Jesus ran them out the temple over there selling stuff and carrying on over there like they do today, selling CDs and pictures and posters and all this stuff, stuff with my name on it and my ministry. Now, he ran them out of there 
and let them know y'all turning uh, my father's house into a den of thieves. His house should be called the house of prayer. His house is a place where we can go in and pray for others. We can pray for the city we live in. We can pray for the state we live in. We can pray for each other. We can pray for those that are lost. We can pray for those that he will send. But we, we, we lift him up in there. We, we take up our offerings. And the offering is supposed to be going to help others, but I'm going to leave it right there. We go in there, we don't hear no testimonies really in the house unless the preacher bring it forth because we have a praise team up. See, the church changed. They're doing what, it's like a carbon copy. They're doing what everybody else is doing. They change the route of God. Your church got a praise team. Oh, the mega church's praise team? No, I'm a praise team. No, I'm going to let the deacons do it. <laughs> I'm going to let deacons come and do their job. I'm going to let the mother of the church, whichever one, get up and give her testimony from back in the day where God brought her from. And then you got some younger women that has come to God. He's done so much for them and their children. He's helping them to raise their children. He's helping them to be good wives unto their husbands and good mothers, good sisters. You got some men in there, older men that God has brought a mighty long way. They want to tell it. You have some younger men that God is helping them through. He's blessing them to be good husbands and good fathers and good brothers. Faithful to the house of prayer, not just in attendance, but they cut the grass, they, they groom the outside of the church, and the ladies groom the inside. Communion Sunday, the mothers get together, those that are saved, sanctified, and filled with the spirit, and they set the communion table. It's been prayed over, it's been consecrated. See, they don't do any of this no more. They just do some stuff. Praise dancing in his house. Man created his own entertainment world in the house supposed to be of God. But what I found out, it wasn't the house of prayer. It was the house of whoever this is that say they are the leadership over it. Because they're building their own empire and they're using the name of God. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what all preachers are doing behind the scenes. I can't tell you about their lives. Because I don't follow man. I follow God. This is why he blessed me. When I asked him for knowledge, when I asked him for understanding, when I asked him for wisdom, he blessed me. Many won't get it. Many won't get it because they don't know it when they see it. They don't know it when they hear it. Listen, radio, you don't see radio. You don't see an announcer. You don't see a host. Not in radio. In TV, you see. 
you see the host, you see the movie, whatever is being presented on TV, you can actually see it with your natural eyes. But radio, you hear. But the world, and now the church people, because see, there's a difference in church folks and God people. It is a big difference. Church people do it how they want to. God people carry it by the book, because we have to. Listen. So now they want to see radio. They don't want you to just talk and they listen. Because, see, people can't be alone with themselves too long. They got to have some kind of entertainment. All day long they being entertained, some way, somehow. I have been looking at a movie and wasn't looking at it. Because I'm praying. Some things the movie showed me, the word of God come in. And spoke different than what I was looking at. But people can't be with themselves too long without picking that phone up. They can't be with themselves too long without talking on the phone. It's just always got to be something. They got to be going. They got to be doing it always. They can't just relax with themselves. And if they say they're relaxing with themselves, they're doing something. I caught myself the other day. <laughs> I'm crocheting a hat. Crocheting a hat. And I'm crocheting, and see, while I'm crocheting, I can talk to the Lord. And the TV was going. And then every now and then I picked the phone up, because bing, bing, to look. I said, just look at you. You're crocheting, you're watching TV, you're watching your phone. Can you just cut it all down and, and just focus I had a lot going on. And the church bring that too. Some kind of entertainment where people will attend. Because they feel like if they don't bring entertainment, people won't come. But if that's what you're concerned about and you're not concerned about the soul of the person, that when they die, where will they spend eternity? Because a lot of churches so-called turn that off. Soul saving. My soul is not saved. And I'm the pastor. Because I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in God. I believe in money. This is a job for me. And what I'm doing brings money. I believe that if people brought food to the church, because if it's his house, if it's the house of prayer, I promise you God take care of his own. He's not like a daddy who... Old child support. Now, God is not like that. He pay his bills and he pay them on time. He don't have bills because he pay for everything. So if we get a building and we say this belongs to God and people bringing their tithes and offering in it, I believe the church should have everything that the people need, food, clothes, mortgage money, rent money, electric money, Water, whatever the people need, the church should have. But when you're building your own empire, the church won't really have to give to people. And we'll use excuses that we got to be good overseers. We got to be held accountable. Nobody's holding you accountable. And you cut yourself a big salary. Or you come out and tell people, I need this and I need that to support my ministry. 
I'm a living witness. If, if it belonged to God, it would continue to go. I believe this coming August, I believe it will be 14 years for Jesus in the morning. Every time I needed to be a paid, if he said ask, I did. If he didn't say ask, I didn't. And if he didn't say ask, the bill was paid. You heard me give the testimony by Brother Jermaine. He tried to give me $100 and not let me know it was him. I wanted to know who it was, and he couldn't do it unless he told me. But the bill was due, $99 that month. And God used Brother Jermaine to send me the money. I never asked him or none of that. He said he was led by the Spirit of God to just, at the clear blue, to send me $100. The $100 was needed to pay for the big morning show, you see? 14 years almost. And I'm not will a man rob God. And some people say, well, you're not a church. Oh, yeah, it's a ministry, baby. It's reaching out for souls all over the world. Whosoever will, let them come. Sugar. Yeah. And I, I see it this way. If God bless me, with mega money. I'm calling it mega money because I have a mega ministry. The mega money couldn't be for me and mine. If I'm traveling, I would have to have a salary, but it would have to be within reason. I couldn't expect $500,000 a year. If I bought a jet, it would be so I could get from the United States over to Canada, over to Africa, over to Italy, over to London. Wherever I have to go to spread the good news, God provided that transportation for that. But it's not so I could brag. It's not so I could take these lavish trips, me and mine. If he gave me all of this money, it's so that I could build a house for somebody. It's so that I could build apartment units for people to live. It's so that I could open a farm and get the right people to teach planning and all of this so that I could bring food fresh to the community or communities because it would be more than one. Whatever God has given is not for me and mine. It's for the people. I don't think I would take ministry money and buy a Rolex watch. I don't think I would. That's not my mentality. I would take my money and go get me a Timex now if I needed a watch. But my phone does all of that. It does all of that. I don't think I would take the money and just take uh, special trips for vacation. If I took the money to take a trip, I'm going to see about some people that are in dire straits. They're in dire need. Now, that's just my mentality. Someone passed, there's no insurance. Our ministry pay for the barrier of the 
person, the family don't have it to worry about. Somebody need food, I deliver the food. The only way I don't go and get it done is I'm on another assignment. God has assigned me to something different. And my ministry is serving. But for the most part, most times I'm going to be there serving. I get a prayer request. Please pray for me that I can make this electric bill by the 13th, by the 12th, whatever the date is. Because that's the way people approach me. Now, you got some that will straight up ask for the money. Hey, can I, I, I get $50? Can I get $100? But a lot of people come and say, pray with me that by the 12th, the bill is paid. Pray with me by the 12th, God has provided for my car insurance. I can't drive the car without insurance. Touch and agree with them. Please pray for me that my husband come home. He got angry and he moved out. Pray for me that God will heal my son, my daughter, whatever. Pray for my daughter. She's out in them streets and I can't get her home. This is the kind of stuff you'll deal with. I have a a, a situation that's in California. And God is not moving on me to travel. But if I had mega money and I prayed to, to go I believe God would send me to see about this situation in California. When I show up, everything would have to change because God sent me and I was willing to go and I'm there and he is going to use me to bind up, to rebuke up, whatever he used me to do, call it out, whatever it is. I would have to be prayed up, but I'm talking about Prayed up for this situation. Fasting. Because these come out through fasting and praying. By fasting and praying. Yes, they got to come out. But he didn't send me that way. Because he didn't provide for it. But I wouldn't be using the people. Listen, people have... uh, Social security income, disability income. These are very small incomes for one person, very small. And when they are trying to support a ministry, they're giving all they can. And the more they give, the more you're putting on them to give. And you still up preaching, will a man rob God? You're not going to rob him. But many try because they don't pay tithes and often they don't give uh, to ministries that's doing the, the work of God. But you don't want to use people like that. And some people making sacrifices to give. You want to be careful. Those that are making money and they come and they give a lump sum of money to the church, you don't want to put them before the least person. You don't want to put them before the small income people 
You want to treat everybody the same across the board because God loves us all. If I put anybody up, it would be the smaller income people. It would be the people that less looked at. See, it would be reversed. I've been in churches where they had a little something for me because my children were serving, you know. But they didn't have very much for me because I didn't have nothing. Those that had plenty and they felt like was given more, they treated them different. I'm just telling you about abuse in religion and the church. You got pastors that sit in the pulpit and let their flesh, the lust of their flesh, get the best of them. I've had them to come down out the pulpit. I'm up speaking. And they sit where they can look me in my face and continue to lust. And now you said, well, Barbara, how you know they will continue? Because they called me afterwards. And it's what was said. I had to come and look at you. That dress was hitting. Huh? What that is? What is that? Yeah. Abuse in religion and the church, the leadership. Some of these men have wives. Some of these women have husbands. Some of them unmarried, but they're going with different ones in the church. I've heard of folks, uh, the pastor marrying two or three women uh, during the same time. They all three married to him. And when they said something, he said, no, the Bible says this and that. Well, they didn't know. They went along with it. But when you felt it wasn't right, uh uh-uh, I got to go. Then you find out uh, uh, Sister Blue and Sister Gold married to him, too. Nobody's divorced. We all married to him. And he married us deliberately. Because he didn't want to lose either one of us. And I'm not talking about in these churches where they out in Nevada and all of that doing all this weird stuff. I'm talking about local supposed to be churches, non-denominational, Baptist churches. I'm talking about right here. Abuse in religion and the church. The church don't let God have his way. They confine it. They keep it in a certain square. And anybody in there get outside that square, uh, you, you need to move on. This is the wrong house for you. It is. It really is the wrong house for them. Because they're willing to praise God. They're willing to worship God. They're willing to do what David did, dance out their clothes if necessary. Because it's not given to the pastor. It's not given to the church name. <laughs> but it's given to Almighty God. I'm telling you now. So we, we, we got to be careful. Uh, 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 several things we got to pay attention to. Read along when the, when the man or woman of God up bringing the word from the Bible. Read along with them. Read along. And you want to listen well. Listen real good. Now, you may hear me uh, mispronounce a word by mistake, or I'm I'm doing two or three things at one time, and I I mess up a word. But you, you, you never hear me change from what the Bible says. 
It may be a word with different meanings, but you'll never hear me change it from what God said in his word. Before going to these buildings, you want to make sure you pray before going into the building. Because we're going to, the reason you're praying before you go into the building is because you're going to get from God what he has for you out of that building. And you're praying that everybody who come in the building get what they need from God, not from the pastor, not from the pastor's wife, not from the choir members, not from the ushers. That praise team, don't get too much from them. I, I, I learned about praise teams. Not all of them are the same. I can't say it. But I've learned they party Saturday night and come and do praise and worship on Sunday. I learned they fornicated. They living with, I can't do it. Let the deacons come back and lead the church devotion. Let us come before them with thanksgiving. Praise in our mouth. Open our mouth praising God. I don't need nobody up telling me, come on and lift your hands. You ain't got to tell me that. I come to lift them. That's why I came. You don't have to tell me, open your mouth and tell God, thank you. That's what I come to do. But if they got to do all of that, is the leader of the church teaching and all things give thanks. Come before him with thanksgiving. Are, are, are the leadership teaching this? Mm. Abuse in religion and the church. Again, there's a difference. Religion is the way people mainly believe, and sometimes it's what they believe in. Relationship is a whole nother deal. We working together. We pleasing each other. <laughs> we want it to last forever. I need a baker song, a song that says, all I want, all I want is forever. Anybody ever heard that? All I want is forever to be with God. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. And that's what every believer should want, forever to be with God. But we get a little taste and a little step. We went to the altar, said, I do stop right there. We got to keep it going. And then sometimes we keep it going, but we're going in the wrong direction because we're under the leadership of the wrong people. All they want is what's in your wallet and what's in your purse. And unless we get sincerely real with God, we won't know because we don't have discernment. How many people have prayed for discernment? Lord, teach me. Let me know when it's you and when it's not you. Help me not to make mistakes, Lord. Lead and guide me in the right path, but teach me how to follow you as you're leading. Strengthen me to follow you as you're leading. See, we give too much to the building. We give too much to the leadership in the building, and many times we depend on the leadership. We're not going home to study. After they get through preaching, we're not going home to see if this is what God said. We believe these people. I heard something today, I think they call it the gap something. I was stunned. Well, they changed the word of God. One preacher said that in the beginning 
uh, the earth was wet because it had flooded before Noah. Now, go back and read it again. Some say that the only way God see what's going on is when we go to him. You mean to tell me I got to go and tell God what? No, no, sir, and no, ma'am. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. I'm just showing you some examples of what's out here and how we must be careful. Because if you got somebody who is not real, they're going to teach you fake. I'm real every day, I promise you. What you get is who I am. I don't fix up nothing. I don't pump up nothing. I don't change. I'm, I, I'm just Barbara all day long. I'm an evangelist that spread the good news of Jesus. According to the scripture, the way he's given me an understanding. The way he taught me. The way he showed me. It's not because I just believe it, but it's his way. It's what pleases him. It's the things that he can accept. Now, don't make me know some great thing. Now, don't think I'm some great thing. I'm just playing down the earth every day just like you with a calling on my life that I must fulfill because he showed me what it was. He told me what it was. He lead and guide me to what it is. I don't have an excuse not to do it. But we got to be careful. Back to the entertainment segment of the church. You got all kind in there. Because many are trying to incorporate God into the world. It, it, instead of bringing the world to God. Because they need him. They mixing and matching all of this stuff up together in what they call in the church. But it's the building. Because the church of God is the house of prayer. The church of Christ is the house of prayer. You got so much stuff going on. God didn't call women. Mm. And look. He said he wouldn't have us ignorant, and all you're getting, get understanding. I saw this. Men who believe like that, something happened to these men in their childhood. They don't have respect for women. Mama did something, aunt, that somebody messed or they got with a woman. They was fully in love with her, but she wasn't in love, and she hurt them. It, it, it's some stuff in there. God made Adam and Eve. We, we learned that yesterday. Blow breath in the Adam. He became a living soul. Blow breath. Sometimes I say blowed it in the dust and made man. Blow breath in the dirt and made man. Went in the man and pulled out a rib, closed it up and made the woman. God can use anything he wants. We don't want to get side hustled. If he made a chicken, he used these things. A whale 
and a donkey. If he used them animals, you want to tell me he can't use people? He can't use a woman? I have much respect for men, especially men pastors. You hear me bring more men sermons or messages than you ever heard me bring women. It's a rare occasion you ever hear me bring a message from a woman. It don't mean God can't use a woman like he used a man. But there are certain things that he put in place for men to do. Because I'm no man. There are certain things he put in place for women to do. Because women are not men. Certain things women can do that men can't. Certain things men can do that women can't. But it's opposite attract and it works for the good. He gave Eve her punishment. You're going to bear children. You're going to raise them. You're going to train them. You're going to teach them. You're going to cook. You're going to clean. You're going to take care of the family. You're going to take care of the house chores inside. You're going to bake bread. You're going to make lunches. You're going to have a hot meal for your husband when he's all kind of stuff. Man, you're going to get on out there and get it by your brow. Go to work. And you're going to sweat doing it. You're going to build. You're going to tear down. <laughs> and he told that serpent what he did to him, put him on his belly. Now get on. The seed of Eve going to bruise your head. Her children going to kill you. If I see a snake and I get an opportunity with a shovel, I'm cutting that head off, chopping the body up and throwing it away. Oh, yeah. But we don't want to go back to the old path of God and do what he said and stay with it. We want to go to the path of man, the new way, new age path, and do what man says to do. Leave God out of it. But we'll use his name because it builds. See, using his name going to bring people that believe in the name in there. They believe in the name God. They believe in the name Jesus. It's going to bring them kind of people in there. Because somewhere down the line, somebody told them about it, but they didn't really, you know, uh, get in there to really find out what's going on. They were still doing what they wanted to do. So now they they, they heard about it again. And over here, uh, I can do what I want to do and still come to church. And, and then I'm a Christian and I'm on my way to heaven. The devil is a fool and a liar. He'll make a fool and a liar out of us, but we have to allow him to. So you got all kind of stuff going on. And people following other people and this, that, and the other. I'm going to be honest. Some days I look at a relative of mine, and I see how he followed the pattern of other people. He got a little bit from over here, a little bit from over there, a little because evidently he didn't go to the word for himself, so he got all these people's stuff projecting it on other people. And you hear the people say, amen, and I'm just looking crazy. <laughs> yeah, because that's not God. That's you and what you picked up from other people. Yep. So, look, I'm, I, I went over to look at 
Luke chapter 19 and verse 46. Saying unto them, it is written, my house is the house of prayer. Not only is it going to be called that, but it is. But ye have made it a den of thieves. And he talking to the religious leaders and the building today. The people that go to them buildings. He's talking to all of them today. Because look what they did. He said, ye have made it a den of thieves. Because they're stealing from wherever they can. They're stealing from the people. They're not giving to the people. But they're taking. Isaiah 56 and 7 says, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon thine altar, upon mine altar. For mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. All people. I don't make no distinction with people. If you Baptist, okay, do you believe in Jesus? You Methodist, okay, do you believe in Jesus? You Catholic, okay, do you believe in Jesus? You're Muslim, but you heard about Jesus? Live peaceably with all men. Now, when I see we can't be on the same page because I have relationship and you have religion, I change the subject. What kind of food you like? I don't know too many people don't like food. The only people I know don't like food, something is going on wrong. Real wrong. They may not like the same food as I like or, or you like, but in there somewhere they liking food. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, something they like. So we're on the same page with food. The Muslim, oh, hey, I like a good burger. I like a good pot roast, beef pot roast. Oh, you make beef ribs? You barbecue? Oh, yeah, I'll be coming to talk to you. The next time you have them, don't forget to send me an invite. You see what I'm saying? We found a common ground, and I pray for them. Over at the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they came. My daughter was in awe. She was like, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, people in the kitchen, yeah, it don't matter. He loved them too. They have souls. They, they soul need to be saved. Huh? But you got to teach the truth. You got to share the truth with people. And be real. Stay down to earth. Don't get up there with all of that. I see them get up with the theology stuff. They've been to school. I don't want to get up with what I learned nowhere like that, per se. I want to get up in Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's my redeemer. He's the one that God chose to redeem man back to him. I don't want to get up in what I done studied for people. No, I want to get up what I studied for myself 
And God gave me an understanding. And because the word is in me, when I get up, it's him that brings the word out of me. Many mornings, today, matter of fact, he brings the word out of me. It's in my heart. I bow to do what David did. His word I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. So when I get up, I don't want to get up in box. I want to get up in the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. I want to get up in that spirit that it can bring a truth that set free and deliver. Many times the word will condemn. It'll cut sharper than any two-edged sword. Some people don't want to hear the truth because it cut. But the word will cut you, let you bleed out. What sh- what should not be in you and heal you back up? It'll put in you what should be and heal your heart back up because it's going to cut that heart because that's what God deal with because what's in man's heart is real. I can say what I want out my mouth, but it can be a totally different thing in my heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see it every day. Men tell women they love them. They don't love you, honey. They love what they can do to you. They love what they can get from you. But they don't love you, but they'll tell you that. See, the heart and the mouth, the lips not lining up together. That heart and them lips must line up before God because he know a liar when he sees one. And this is his word, not mine. A liar will not tarry before me. You're not going to be there long before him. You're lying self. That's what he said. So look, you're going to make sure you pray before you go in that building, especially this your first time. Every time you go, you need to pray before you leave home, go off from wherever, going to the building, saying you're going to church, you're going to praise and worship. Yeah. Watch as well as pray. That's the word. These people will bamboozle you and swindle you before you know it. Again, they want what's in your purse. They want what's in your wallet. When men and women are teaching, are preaching, you listen well. Don't go to sleep. Don't sit up in there talking. Don't sit up in there with your mind on your Sunday dinner and where you're going after church and all of this, what's going to happen next week on the job. No, you listen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. If it's God's word, you're you going to know something different. If it's the word of man, he's going to need a co-signer. I'm just telling you. And just because you hear people say amen, that don't mean it's the truth. Yeah. And again, sometimes the word may be mispronounced, but never changed from what the Bible says. And that's what we're looking at. Instead of saying Mephibosheth, I might say Mephibosheth. Uh, 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 I'm trying to pronounce the word. When I know it's Mephibosheth, I'm just looking and I'm doing some things. Or I might say, uh, 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 I think that was Saul's grandson, David, sent for him over there and loaded by. But the word of God, the intentions of the word won't be changed. And let me tell y'all something. If y'all not getting a word, that's drawing you to God. For me, the word should put a little fear in there. Because we fear God and depart from evil. 
We're not scared of him, but we have a fear for him because he's got all power. And not only that, he deserves it. It's almighty God. He made the heavens and the earth. The earth is his. The fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. You, me, and everybody else belong to God, including that devil. And he have the last word on everything. So we want to be careful following religion and the leadership of religion. We want to be careful. If it's a true house of prayer, you should grow in God. Not growing in the flesh and not growing in money and not growing in foolishness. See, they taught all this mega stuff, all this uh, prosperity stuff, but that's not God. He said the poor will always be with us. Not only that, and the just, what did you say, Barbara? And the just shall live by faith. Because you living by faith, it does not mean God is not with you. It means the more that he's there. Because you're not making your own ways. You're not making your own plans. You're not following with the world. You're not following these crooks up with these mega ministers lying and cheating and stealing. Now, you're not with that program. You're with the faith program. You're with this. I came to him, so I had to believe. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm diligently seeking God. I'm keeping my mind on him. I'm delighting myself in him. He's my all in all. He's the God of my life. My life is hid in him. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I'm casting my cares upon him because he carries for me. Oh, you got it going on. We're not worrying about no electric bill. You call for prayer to, to, to get enforcement on it. But where two or three are gathered in his name is touching and agreeing he's in the midst. That's what you did. That's why you called for prayer with the electric bill. And then when I said, how much is the bill? You said 115. I said, well, okay, I'll bring it to you in a little bit. What? I said, yeah. We prayed, though. We went on and prayed. <laughs> but because you trust in God, you believe in God, he had your 115 already sitting to the side waiting on you to collect it. We're not walking by faith for prosperity. We're walking by faith to please God. We're walking by faith to believe what his word said and to obey his word. Not because it fit our situation today. But we're doing this every day because his word is true every day. Matthew 11 and 17 says, and he talks saying unto them, it is written, my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. He keeps letting us know. You made it a den of thieves because you went in to steal from the people and you went in to steal from God. Abuse in religion and the leader and the church. 
the leadership made it a house of thieves because they stealing every which way they can. Back in the day, they used to have a lot of building funds. But it wasn't too often you saw the building be, uh, uh, become reality. The building wasn't built. They used to have a thing where they called gleanings. Everybody you see, you asking for a dime. Now, if you had 30 people doing that, how much money was that? If, when that, that board get filled, you take it to the church and get them all the dimes and you go back out and start over again. Gleaming. They got that out the book of Esther. No, not the book. Of, what is it? No, not the book of Esther. Y'all, please forgive me. Naomi and her daughter-in-law. Yeah, they got that from there, cause they went to glean the fields. Remember that? Anybody read that? <laughs> yeah. And back in the day, they had all kind of stuff going on, but somebody was praying for real. In the black community, African-American uh, community, somebody was praying for real. During the slavery days, somebody was touching God for real. They, 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 he knew that they didn't understand what his name was and who he really was, but they believed, and they believed that it had to be better, and they prayed the prayer of faith. God heard them, and he delivered. Today, I feel bad in many instances for black people because black preachers, some of them have bam, has bamboozled and swindled the people of God. Knowing all the things we've gone through and go through and will go through. And you are cheating the people. I've heard them say, oh, I went to college, I got mine, you need to go and get yours. All God has done for us. We, the people, black people should bow down and humble down to God more than anybody else. We should seek him more than anybody I know. Because your great, great, great grandmama felt the pain. So did the granddaddy. Your grandparents felt the pain. Your great-grandparents felt it. And you want to play with God out here. But all of us, every nationality, every color, every race, should bow down to Almighty God because he loves us all. You don't make no distinctions. I said we should because I'm of the black race. But every nationality, God so loved us all that he gave his only begotten son. And any of us from any race that's not giving God our all, we need to go and find a way. We need to find him. But the church, the house of prayer, is responsible for talking of his wondrous works and making known his deeds among the people. And I'm not talking about the preachers. I'm talking about every believer. Of course, when we find they don't want him, we leave him. Because he said, when you find a fool, leave him a fool. They don't want it. There's nothing you can do about it. But it's sad in many cases how we've done God, all of us, especially the United States. 
After a while, it's just going to be called the states because they don't want to be united no more. They want to separate. I want to do it this way. I want to do it that way. I want to do it this way. Let's do it. Instead of coming together, same thing with the church. We separated. Everybody have their own agenda. I asked the pastor one time, I said, are you a Baptist? Because y'all only believe that John baptized. He told me something. I can't remember what it was now. But Baptist is not a relationship. It's a religion. I know grandmama religion brought us over. But today I can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the son of the true and living God, Jehovah. So I'm not settling just for religion. I'm settling to find Jesus, go through Jesus to the Father and ask for the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I ear to hear when the Holy Spirit speak to me. And the strength and the willingness to follow the Holy Spirit as he's leading. Because he's leading me into all truth. He's going to bring things back to my remembrance. See, because he'll remind me, don't say that, Barbara. Don't do that that way, Barbara. Don't call them today. That's how you work. Oh, do you see? Speak, speak, Barbara, speak. Hello, so-and-so. And then, oh, hey. Because see, somewhere in there, they, they, they heard that I didn't, I didn't like them. And I didn't like them enough even to speak to them. When I spoke, it brought a whole nother light. And then they say, oh, Father, wait a minute. I've been meaning to um, ask you a question. And it's a question about God. They weren't going to talk to me no more, ask me nothing, because what they heard caused them to believe, well, ain't no God in them. <laughs> Ooh, we. Jesus, he's the way this morning the truth, and the life. And without him, we can't go back. We can't go to what we're calling heaven. What is heaven? The place where God's throne. We can't go. Where the 24 and elders. We can't go. Where they worship in him. In the whole, holy, holy. We can't go because we, we, we don't believe in the Son. He suffered for us a great suffering. He bled for us. He hung for us. He died for us. Went down in hell and conquered all. Rose out of hell with all power. And today, the same one who suffered is still suffering, but he's yet for us. But are we really for him? Whatever his word said that you don't believe, 
if he really said that in a minute and you knew that, would you really live it? Would you really live what his word says? Or would you keep your own mentality and do things the way you want to do it? Because many of us, we see the word, but we don't live it. It's our thing. We're going to do what we want to do. We got these prosperity pimps up preaching. And they saying things you're going to like to get your money. Wallet, purse. Most times women have a purse, a man have a wallet. Nowadays women have the matching wallet <laughs> to go with the purse. They'll get up in that too. You ain't got to worry about it. They'll get in the woman wallet just like they will the man wallet, the woman wallet inside her purse. Yeah, they, they, they'll get you to open that up and get what they can out of that too. But the scripture asked the question. And the songwriter came and made it clear. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? That's what the songwriter asked. And all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. He tell us there to pick up our cross and follow him. Now, that's what he said. Another scripture says, if you don't suffer with him, you can't reign with him. What is it we want from God? Do we want to be abused in religion and the church? Do we want to follow leadership and not God? Do we want religion and not relationship? Do we want the buildings and not the church, the house of prayer? What is it we want? And I'm going to leave that right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, hey, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you today, Father, for your real to us. We thank you that your word holds true. We thank you that you have all power and you're on our side. We thank you for being for us this morning. Your word says that if you be for us, you're more than the whole world against us. We thank you this morning that you lead and guide. Your spirit leads and guide. Leads and guide into all truth. We thank you this morning for your saving power because you saved us. We thank you for the many gifts that you've given unto us. You've given us a life. We thank you this morning. And, Father, we come before you asking that our lives would be hid in you. That, Lord, we would walk up right before you, not do what we want to do. But that, God, we would obey your word at any cost. Strengthen us today, oh, God, that we can obey your word. Strengthen us today that we can have more patience. And let patience have a perfect word. Strengthen us today to stand on your word, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Sanctify all of us today through that truth, for that word is true. Help us, Father, to be your people, a people that's doing what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. Mm. Help us this morning. We can't help ourselves, oh God. You're coming back. And you're looking for your church. 
with our spot or rancor. Help us today to get the spots and wrinkles out of us. Help us to be great witnesses. Talking of your wondrous works and making known your deeds among your people. Lord, you made us all for your pleasure. You so love us all. And we come before you today lifting you up that you can draw. But you said if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. Do it today, O God. Hey, Lord Jesus. Many are lost. Many are in these buildings, and yet they're lost, O God. Help today in the name of Jesus. Those that are striving to get it right with you. Those that are seeking your spirit the more. Strengthen and bless today. Oh, give them the gift, O God. The gift of your Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Teach us all your ways, O Lord. And strengthen us to walk in your way in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. Can't thank you enough. Oh, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. God is real and he's coming back. Looking for us. He is looking for us today, and we want to be ready when he call our name. We want to be ready when this marriage takes place. Ooh, fully dressed, <laughs> showing that, you know, we're going in, hallelujah, to be blessed. And we thank God this morning. We thank him for realness. Yeah, because it's the only way I know to go. It's the only way I know today. I don't know of another way. But to just be plain and simple, down to earth and real. I love that laughter. <laughs> I love some laughter. Yeah. And I love God. I, I truly love him today. Hey, glory. Because he first loved me. He loved me enough to get me up out of the muck in the miry clay. He loved me enough to set me on his word. And I began to stand. And after standing, I can stand more on the truth, the word of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, I didn't quite do all I normally do in the mornings, but he led and guided the day, and I had to follow what he was doing. Yeah. I couldn't do it all myself. And so I'm thankful <laughs> unto him this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning. And uh, we lift up his name. And, you know, I forget many times there are a lot of people who don't know the old song uh, of the traditional American church, uh, African-American uh, church. I forget that. And uh, sometimes I say, this is old, but this go away. But a lot of them, what? I don't know about that song. Yeah. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. He is faithful. And so we're going to this uh, request right here. And when we come back, the studio is open. Well, let's come back and do Bible quiz. We're going to come back and do our Bible quiz this morning. And uh, afterwards, the studio will be open. All right. Fred Hammond, The Living Word. 
Hallelujah. Bread of life sent down from glory. Many things you were on earth, a holy king, a carpenter. But you are the living word, Come on. Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Friends, send down some glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it.
Hallelujah. I love that number right there, too, by uh, Mr. Fred Hammond this morning. And uh, I like that old Fred Hammond uh, uh, music, songs of praise and worship. Yeah, my friend Anita uh, turned me on to commission and to uh, Fred Hammond. Yeah, when I heard his songs back in the day, oh, it just did so much for me spiritually because I felt that thing. I felt that Fred was bringing something from his heart unto God. Yeah, God gave it to him, and he brought it to us. Yeah, love Fred Hammond. Old stuff. Yeah. All right. And and to me, he's got a a, a distinctive voice. It's different. Yeah, I heard uh, the other ones, what, what they call commission. I heard the other ones saying, even Marvin Sapp, but for me, Fred was the man. Yeah, Fred voice was for Barbara. Yeah, all that trembling and you, I can't take that. But that Fred, he bring that thing the way I like it. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. All right, Sister Dot, I'm opening your mic this morning. Good morning. God bless you. How are Good morning to you and everyone that's listening. I'm good. Amen. Amen. Sister Dot said, I'm good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. So listen, um, we're going in with uh our Bible questions and there may be uh mm-hmm. someone who would like to you so we give opportunity to others uh to answer. Brother Anthony, he would try. Yes, he would. And so, God for him this morning. All right. So now, Sister Dot, what what your first question says? Um, the kingdom of heaven is synonymous with what? And I have kingdom of God. It's equivalent to the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. uh, It was found in Mark 1, 15. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then um, also in Luke 443. Okay. Yeah, and I found it in Matthew 13 and 11, the kingdom of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, so we're moving right along. Uh, what does number two say, Sister Dot? Which book holds the account of Moses smashing the Ten Commandments? And um, I have uh, Exodus chapter 32, verse 19, and it reads, when Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of hand, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. Okay. And I found it over in Deuteronomy 9 and uh, 17. And I'm going there right now to take a quick look, Sister Doc, because I had already did it. And I took the two tablets and cast them out of my two hands and break them before your eyes. Yeah. Deuteronomy uh, 9 and 17, but Exodus and the ones 
that she gave out, they they, they good too, because it's the same thing. You know, sometimes God, it's rewritten, and so I'm happy wow. about it. All mm-hmm. right. Number three, Sister Dot. Upon which mountain did Elijah and the prophets of Baal meet to see whose God was real? And I have Mount Carmel, First Kings 18, chapter, verse 19. Okay, where, now, where, where did you find it again, Sister Dot? First Kings 18, chapter, verse 19. Uh-huh. Yep, Mount Carmel. That's correct. <laughs> Ooh, that Dr. Goodman be on them, honey. She be <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, and what you have for number four, Sister Dot? Well, you know what? I um, I really, I never did see, I never could find exactly what birds, it say which of these birds were the Israelites by law permitted to eat. But all I found was what they couldn't eat, the unclean uh, birds and fish. But I know that um, God sent them quail when they Mm -hmm. were complaining about eating mammal all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, what I found was the hen, the H-E-N. Mm. That's chicken. But I found it in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, verses 13 through 20. Let's take a look at that, Sister Dot. Let's take a quick look at that. Because I, 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 I found it, but I didn't really, you know how you just look at it and, and roll quick. That's what I did to it. So let's look at Leviticus. 11, 13, down through 20. 13 says, And these are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle and the osprey, I I can't pronounce it, and the osprey. Mm -hmm. And the vulture and the kite after his kind. Every raven after his kind, and the owl and the nighthawk and the cockcrow and the hawk after his kind, and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl and the swan and the pelican and the gayer eagle and the stork and heron after her kind. And the lapwing and the bat. All fowls that creep going upon all four shall be an abomination unto you. But see, it didn't say the hen. I know I didn't hmm. see it. Yet these may be, okay, yet these may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goes upon all four, which have legs above their feet. To leap wither upon the earth. Okay, even these of them 
ye may eat. The locusts after his kind, and the ball locusts after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. And for these ye shall be unclean. Whosoever touches the carcass of them shall be unclean until even. Yeah, I didn't see the hen, though. That's what I was looking for, Sister Dot. Yeah, I, you know, it just said, it, um, I forgot where, I, I think it was Leviticus um, 11, 1, where it was stating that um, they were, the Israelites were allowed to eat all beef, but that's still not saying the birds. No. Okay, what's well, so what Pat is the hook and the sure nevertheless they should say you not eat of them that chew the cud. That's the cow. Or of them that divide the hoof as a camel because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. I have to go back in there and look again, y'all. Of their flesh shall you not eat. Okay. Yeah, I, I see a lot of what we don't eat, what they wasn't right. supposed to eat. Go ahead, Sister Dot. Right. That's that's what I found, too. Okay. Yeah, I found that over in Leviticus. But I'm going to go back through it. I'll go back through it and take a look and I'll see what we can pull out of that. Okay, what you found for number five, Sister Dot? Uh, according to Ezekiel, when the king of Babylon came to a fork in the road, how did he decide which road to take and which nation to fight? So, um, I found Ezekiel 21, um, verse 21 through 22, but it's simple by it in the um, New International Version. And it says, for the king of Babylon will stop at the fort in the road, at the junction of the two roads to seek an omen, omen. He will cast lots with arrows. He will consult his idols. He will examine the liver. And when they were saying examine the liver, um, they were speaking of uh, the an- or animal, I guess one of his idols. And to his right hand will come the lot for Jerusalem, where he is to set up battering rams to give the command to slaughter to sound the battle cry, to set battering rams against the gates, to build a ramp, and to erect siege works. Okay, now what I got, I got he asked his gods, cast lots, and use magic. And and I had that Ezekiel 21 uh, chapter 21, verse 21 through 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he, he asked his gods, he cast lots and used magic. Yeah. He was the king of Babylon, came to a fork in the road. And uh, this is how he decided which road to take and which nation to fight. He asked his God, cast lots, and use magic. Oh, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to ask the true and living God, Jehovah. Uh, you just can't ask any God. But I, I've seen them do some stuff, and this time it worked. And then they just went on with it, and they made a religion out of it, and had people following it. And it, uh, that was just an accident. Well, uh, I should say, and they call it luck. And let me tell you something about luck. Luck runs out. See, I don't deal with luck. I got to deal with the blessings of Almighty God. Keep the luck. Because it might hit the dead. It don't hit no more for 50 years. Now, I don't need no luck. I need the uncommon blessings and miracles and favor of Almighty God, Jehovah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what he was around there doing. And a lot of times, you know, people go to the um, the soothsayers, as they say, the root workers and um, the two-headed people and all this kind of stuff. And they work in black magic, white magic, uh, voodoo, hoodoo, and all kind of stuff. But I thank God I got a God that will do, and it ain't based on evil. Yeah, but it's based on truth. And it's based on holiness. And so I thank God for that today. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, look, is there anyone else um, have something to say about the uh, Bible question? Because we're going to go back and look at that other one and find out about the hen. Yeah, maybe I'm overlooking something because I'm looking right quick. But I'll go back and I'll take a look. Hallelujah. And uh, don't forget, y'all pray for the, on the 16th, I'll be going over to Bushnell, Florida, uh, to the uh, military cemetery to attend Brother Louis' service. And uh, I know they're going to ask me to speak over there, so y'all be in prayer for me that I stay strong. And uh, I was hoping that they would have did this earlier and, you know, moved on, but uh, Sherry had to wait, and so whenever they're doing it, we just have to go, and so we thank God, and um, I have a chauffeur going to drive me up, and I'm so thankful I don't have to drive this time. I drove the last time up in November, but this time I don't have to, and I'm thankful, and uh, intercessors, I need y'all to pray for Jasmine Robinson, pray for Sister Sherry, pray for Sister Irene, and pray for Sister Jerry. And uh, Sister Irene is on, uh, I want to call it a holiday. And uh, she's showing out over there, sending me videos and pictures and uh, pictures of food, snacks they eating. Oh, it looks like a sandwich all with ham. It looks so good. I said, oh, this looks so good and I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I thank God. I thank God in a minute. Uh, my Ashante to make me a cup of that good coffee. And I'm just having some coffee. I might have a little sweet potato and a boiled egg, and I go from there. Yeah, and a salad for lunch. But I thank God today. Thank God for His Word. For His Word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that Word is settled in heaven. 
And so we're thankful for that. So look, I'm going to one more request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back to yet uh, encourage.
Miss Yolanda Adams, and I'm going to be ready. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want to prepare daily so that we can be ready when God comes back. He's looking for the church without spot or wrinkle. And we have the opportunity, we have the time that God can get all these things out of us. And we can be straight. We can be nice and ironed and smooth when he comes back. I love him today uh, because he first loved me. And I tell you, without him, I can do nothing. And God has blessed me over and over and over and over. And you know, uh, sometimes people will come to you and say, well, why are you not doing this? Everybody else doing this, and they got this, and they got that. And if you if you did this, you had no, I don't want that like that. God didn't give it to me. I'm not going to force myself to go get nothing. I'm going to stay where God put me and where he is you know, wants me to be. Because everything, honestly, is not for everybody. And not everybody want to really go back with God. They don't really believe he's coming back. And they really don't believe in heaven or hell. You know, they talk about it and this and that, but they don't really believe that. And they don't think uh, that they have to prepare. Some people went to the altar and said, I do come into my heart and live. And uh, went on from the altar and they thought that's all they had to do. And they're not concerned about uh, being prepared because they think they're ready. Because they went to the altar and said, I believe. Yeah, come into my heart and live. So they think that's the end of everything. They can go back to doing whatever it was they was doing before. And I even see church people with all of that. You know, church going people. Because it's a difference in going to church and serving God. It's a difference in it. Going to church and obeying God daily. Some people really don't know. Nobody never took the time to teach them. That's why going down under the bridge and the homeless places and uh, the the, the uh, drug houses is important because these people need to come out and they need to know. They don't need to just come out and not know because you can lead a person to the Lord anywhere. But they need to be taught the Bible. And some people, if they were like me, I would start reading and I'm like, what? But then I learned, uh, uh, I think I got the uh, the Living Bible back in the day. It was way back in the 70s, I think. And so I knew about that. So when I come to the Lord and I could get that, pray and, 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 and read King James and then read that and then the Lord give me interpretation and understanding and I was good. But I had to get in that book for myself. Yeah, many days. And still getting in it and I want to get in it more, pray more, do more. Yeah. And it's all right. February is a big month for me. Uh, On the 24th, I'll be over at 2979 Spencer Street. And uh, we're having a church service in honor uh, of my birthday. But I want to lift up the name of Jesus over there. Yeah, it ain't so much about the birthday as it is lifting up God. Praise and worship. And Bishop going to bring a quick word over there. And I have a shout and carry it all and dancing before the Lord. And I'm going to just be excited. And then afterwards, we have refreshments. And uh, Erica is cooking. And so uh, she said she was going to have roasted chicken and stew peas and rice and 
the big fat yeast rolls and birthday cake and um, because I didn't want to do too much and, and a, a special punch and that punch is good y'all but I didn't want to do too much because I don't want to be over there for too long you know and celebrating and because we done had church somebody gave their life to Christ and uh, somebody got healed and uh, that's all I'm after yeah and I can eat me some food when I get home, you know, so I'm good, but uh, we thank God, so if you can make that, y'all, come on and let's celebrate together, let's praise and worship together, hallelujah, if you feel like dancing, go on and dance before him, you feel like screaming, go on and scream, yeah, it's unto God, it's not unto ourselves, and so we're thankful unto him today, hallelujah, my uh, son Antonio will be over there, and uh, he going to bring a quick word of encouragement and uh, uh, address the music and all of that. My grandsons might come, the musicians. I call them the greatest musicians in the world because they my grandsons. So they may come up out of Kissimmee and uh, the dad and mom come and give me a couple of uh, selections, you know, as a gift for my birthday. Yeah, because I like the kind of singing, you know. So it's just going to be a beautiful celebration. I thank God. And uh, this year, I really wanted to give it to him. I want to give him my all on the day that I'm celebrating. Hallelujah. For there's none, none like him. Listen, we're going a little bit further. And uh, I went back to take a look, Sister Dot, at Leviticus. Because that this is just, I, I, I couldn't have read the whole thing. I just went and picked up a few things over there and saw it was Leviticus and said hen. And I think we need to read these every morning too, Sister Dot. Yeah. We need to read them. Yeah, make sure that's what the scriptures is outlining and it is right. So we'll read them each morning, okay? Yeah, he just telling all of them. Wait, you know what? I'm going to put this in here. Wait a minute. Let's see if this brings it up. Uh, and to hen. Now, see, hen in here, what I'm finding is the name of a person. Mm. Which killeth the prophet and stoneth them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered their children together as a hen? Do it gather her brood unto her wing. Okay, that's Luke. I, I don't I don't find hen. Yeah. Matthew twenty two. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stoneth them. Oh yeah, it's the same one. Matthew twenty three is the same as Luke thirteen. On this right here. Now that's Zechariah and the crown shall be the Helam and to Tobijah and Jedediah and to Hen. See right there, Hen is a person. So I don't know. But I am going to work on this one because we don't want to give out the wrong information. Well, and, and, yeah, they thinking this the word to it and it's not. Yeah. So I am going to work on that. Anyone else have something they would like to say this morning? Feel free 
to press that one, number one and come in. The studio is open. And uh, we had this one question, and we I found what I thought was the answer over in uh, Leviticus 11, but that's not the answer because it said the hen. That's the, that's the bird that we could eat. But after carefully looking at it now, I don't think we, we could eat that hen back then either. Yeah, I got to look at it more closely. Yeah, and it'll be all right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Sister Rita, I'm going to dedicate this one to you uh, this morning. Let me see where is that one. I'm going to dedicate this one to you, Sister Rita. This next song is a favorite of mine because I stop and think of why I love Jesus. And the first thing that comes to mind is I love him because he first loved me. I love him because he looked beyond my faults and he sees all of my needs. I love him because in spite of Edward, he still loves me. I love him because he meets every need. And not only the need, but he supplies and gives me my heart's desire. Saints, you know a lot of things we don't even need. We don't even need them, but just because we want them, God gives them to us. Hallelujah. Pray for us as we come with, Lord, I love you.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you enjoyed that one, Sister Rita. And uh, that's Lord, I love you. I love that number right there myself. And I thank God for good gospel music. So listen, if no one have anything they would like to say, we're leaving early today. I will pray us out and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And tomorrow, if we, we're blessed to make it here, they call that hump day. We're all up into the week, heading into the weekend. And so I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word today. We can't tell you thank you enough. Father, we thank you for your spirit today, your Holy Spirit, leading and guiding us into all truth. And Father, I bring your people before you this morning. Bless every household represented here, every caller, every listener, oh God. Those coming through the archives and the podcast, Lord, move for your people today in a mighty way. You know what they stand in the need of. Father, you know the desires of their hearts. Ask that you will move upon it this day. February the 6th, 2024, oh God, in the now, do it for your glory. Father, we ask that you would touch and heal those that are sick, Sister Irene and Sister Sherry, Sister Jerry and Jasmine Robinson this morning, oh God, ask that you would move in a mighty way for them, raise them up in Jesus' name. And Father, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military, the administration of our military. Father, we ask that you would bless widowers and bereaved families and, Lord, foster children, uh, orphanage children. God, move by your spirit today. We ask that you would bless intercessory prayer people and preachers, oh God, everywhere. Ask this morning that you would bless our brothers and sisters overseas and that, Lord, you would continue to lead and guide them in the right direction, again, for your name's sake, in the name of Jesus. Bless America, O oh God. Continue, Lord, to have mercy upon us. Lord, we ask that you would touch the hearts and minds of our leadership and let us come back together as the United States of America. Because, God, I believe you blessed us when we were the United States. But, God, we're separating Come at the United States only, as if each is on their own. But, God, you know what you did. You know your intentions. And, Lord, we know that you won't be mocked, but that, God, you'll bring it back to where it's supposed to be. We ask that you would do it in the name of Jesus. And, again, we ask that, Lord, you would fix the hearts and minds of the leadership. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it all. Thank you for blessing Jesus in the morning, Freedom Doors Ministries. Lord, I thank you for blessing me and the people that are following me, oh God. I ask that you will continue in Jesus' name. Bless our going out today. Bless our coming in. Father, meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. 
Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. February the 6th, 2024, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and uh, this will be our last song of the morning. And after the song today, I won't be coming back. God bless you.